Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Check him out, y'all. Yo, his name's Mark Stein with a basketball brain that'll blow your mind. He came to spit facts and lay it on the line and punch you in the face with his daily dime. Mark Stein, Mark Stein. So beautiful. Joining us now from the New York Times on the BuyerSafety.com hotline is our old buddy, Mark Stein. How we doing, Mr. Stein? And Ben can really sing. It's a beautiful voice. <laughs> uh, a beautiful voice. Everybody likes a song if it's about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best song ever. Yes. I feel like Werder's better, though. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> the Werder jam was incredible. Uh, man, this time of the year is ridiculous, and I feel like the amount of rumors... I mean, we're not even talking about the draft now. We're just talking about free agency a week, you know, a week and a half before it begins. It is bonkers right now. What is the sort of uh, uh, where there's smoke, there's fire, biggest thing that's cooking right now? Well, look, everyone's trying to figure out the pu- the piece will put the puzzle pieces on free agency, and that's obviously not that easy to do. Look, I, I would actually disagree with you in one small bit. The the draft is everyone will be going nuts tomorrow. And it fascinates me more every single year because the draft gets bigger and bigger and bigger and fewer of these guys can make a difference. Last season, obviously, the, you know, Luca Luca arrived and it was life-changing for Ben Rogers and Mavs fans everywhere. Hmm. That doesn't happen very often. Last year you had a bunch of guys at the top of the draft who actually do – have some franchise player potential, but it's rare. And and the draft just gets bigger every year, but it's harder to find difference makers every year. So it's uh, it's a problem, and I think that's why you're actually seeing teams we're starting to see first-rounders get traded again. You saw it with Mike Conley today. Utah gave up two firsts. Uh, you know, the teams, we're, we're seeing it more often where, where firsts are being surrendered now because it's so hard to find guys in the draft. So, Mark, I'm going crazy because, you know, Cuban was saying at Dirk's game, hey, you know, I, I think I – he was talking about how uh, they're not involved in a lot of rumors, but that didn't matter because he was saying, hey, you know, a lot of these guys, if you if your name starts popping up in the news, then they're, the agents just aren't going to work with you because they can't trust you. So they're purposely being stealthy, and that's just how they roll. But, you know, I'm like the kid waiting to wake up on Christmas morning, run out and unwrap presents, so – are there any juicy rumors that you could just set on the table right now and, and get us salivating about? Is there anything Mavs-related you can give us? Well, the Mavs are in the rumors today, so their their plan didn't work, I guess. <laughs> and you're referring to the uh, Al Horford rumors, I would assume, unless there's even more that you're you're hearing about. No, I mean, unfortunately, I, you know, for Mavs fans who are excited about that, I, I don't think the Mavs are a favorite for Al Horford, obviously since last night, everybody's trying to figure out where he's going for negotiations to break down that abruptly with Boston has convinced everyone around the league that he's already got his next, next destination picked out. The word I heard last night was he's got a four-year promise 
from someone in excess of $100 million. Wow. And it's probably going to be West. But I was told last night when this happened, and I was told again today, it's not Dallas. And, look, Al Horford is a sensational player, glue guy, defensive savant, great in the locker room, can fit in with any team. And, frankly, even if Luka and KP mesh great, you could say they could use an old head around to lead them and show them the way. But if you really look at this from a basketball perspective, as good as Al Horford is defensively, offensively he's a pick-and-pop player. That's what Porzingis is. Mm-hmm. How are the two of them really going to function together offensively? It's hard to see how that would work. So uh, the Mavs are certainly they're going to check it out. Any big name that comes on the market, the Mavs are going to look at it. But I, I do not see them as a serious bidder in the Al Horford chase. That's, that's what I've been directly told twice now. So let's talk about uh, what's going on with Oklahoma City as there's rumors that to get under luxury tax, they're willing... Wait, 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 wait. We're off the Mavs that quick? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. This, this ben action... Has no more, ben th- has no more curiosity? Oh, I got a lot more. This is where we're going next. This ties into the Mavs, possibly. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry to... Sorry to no, sorry that's to okay. That's okay. Go so for it. The whole idea that... And it shocked me when I saw it, so you know, that's the nature of rumors that the Oklahoma City Thunder would be willing to come off of Steven Adams to avoid luxury tax. I, I, you know, and the other names were Roberson and then, uh, of course, uh, Dennis Schroeder. But the question is, is is that the kind of stuff you're hearing? Are, those are, I mean, at least two of those guys were really big contributors for them. Are the Thunder in that position? And if so, is the Mavericks with their traded player exception uh, in a position because to do that, they, they got to come off of those names before the new calendar rolls over. So are the Mavericks in a position to take advantage well, of something I'll like just, that? Just, I'll just say this. If you want to talk about stealth, the Thunder put the S in stealth. Right. I mean, they, you know, they keep everything under wraps. There have been rumblings for sure of late that they want to shake things up. And if they're going to shake things up dramatically, trading Adams would be the move to really shake things up because, you know, he, they're not, they're not, obviously you're not trading Westbrook or George. So he would be the one who would get people most excited. I cannot sit here and personally tell you that I've heard Adams is in play. Have I heard other teams expect that to be the case? Yes. But I can't unfortunately tell you that I have, you know, great detail on that one. And I certainly do not want to get Ben in a lather by even <laughs> pretend, pretending to suggest that I've heard Dallas is in the mix for Steven Adams because I have not. Let's say that the Mavs put a big offer in front of Malcolm Brogdon and they got overpaid to get him. Would the Bucks match? Well, you know, I, one of the first things I reported this week was that the Bucks are doing everything they can to get off Tony Snell and or Ersan Ilyasova. They're willing to put a draft pick with one of those guys to convince someone to take them because they're trying to create the flexibility to keep Middleton, keep Brook Lopez, match on Brogdon. Obviously, they love Brogdon. They don't want to lose him. They're going to say we will match everything until we actually see how much it costs them to keep Middleton because that is priority number one. They're going to have to give him probably a five-year max to keep Middleton because he would have a ton of suitors. Middleton's going to cost them a ton. Brooke Lopez is going to cost them way more than it did to get him. But you said it. The restricted free agent game, you have to ridiculously overpay to get your guy. And 
Is that a road the Mavs want to go down? I mean, it's one of the things they're looking at. I mean, they, you know, the Mavs have been kind of vacillating between do we go hard after a Kemba or a Brogdon or do we try to get two pieces who can, you know, two very solid players or maybe even more, but at least two solid players who can really help this team. Now, I think as free agency gets closer because Mark Cuban, who he is, and his personality and the way he likes to do business, he can't resist going after the Kembas and kicking the tires on Brogdon and seeing if they have any chance there. And I think I told you this the last time I I was on. He'll call KD on day one, I mean, you know, or as soon as they're allowed to, or presumably even before they're allowed to. He's not just going to assume the Mavs have no shot at these guys. They're going to try on just about everybody. Talking to Mark Stein here on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. One name that's kind of interesting is Pat Beverly, and I think the thing that makes it interesting is the Billy Duffy connection. Uh, He is being linked to the Lakers. He's being linked to the Bulls. He is taking a meeting to the Mavs. When you said the Mavs were talking about either, you know, a big guy or does it make sense to do a couple of little guys, where, where, where does Beverly fall in this whole spectrum of salaries? I can't figure all that out. Guys get overpaid. Uh, is Pat Beverly going to be one of these guys that gets overpaid in free agency? I mean, he'll probably get more than a cap nerd like you is comfortable with, but I don't. <laughs> he, he's not going to be over. I mean, I can't see him overpaid beyond what we, last year he was making like four or five, right? So could he go all the way up to fifteen? I mean, even that seems, you know, not that that seems pretty high, right? And. uh you know, in this, I, I think he will get overpaid to a degree. There are a lot of teams interested. He's a hot name. You know, he's right at the top of the, you know, whatever you want to term this tier of players. You know, your your mid level is not even the right term, but you know, your your secondary guys. I mean, he has a lot of fans, and he frankly has fans in the Mavericks organization who think he's got the disposition and attitude that this team is lacking and would fit in very well here. Uh, you know, I think I have my questions about that, but there's no question he's he's high on the Mavs list. Man, this is fascinating. I'm just going crazy here thinking about all the possibilities. So one of the names um, we've, we've kicked around a little bit um, is we're sitting here talking about D'Angelo Russell, and he's not even available, but if, if the idea was... Uh, he might be. Right, and then, and then hmm. that's the idea. So it'd be Kyrie, right, going to the Nets, and then, okay, well, we don't need D'Angelo Russell. If he becomes available, is, do you, who do you think would be a bigger priority for the Mavericks or they'd have a better shot at getting D'Angelo Russell or, or Kimball Walker? D'Angelo Russell makes no sense to me. I just – I don't that, – that makes zero sense to me. Look, even, even Kimball Walker, as I've told you before, I personally, Mark Stein, speaking only for myself, I wonder if he can really fit as the third wheel alongside Luca and Porzingis. The Mavericks, privately, when skeptics like me pose those questions to them, scoff and say, of course he'll fit. We know we can make it work. Now, the Mavs obviously have a lot of confidence in themselves. And so with Kemba, they, actually, they don't see the fit issues that, that you know, a worrier and a pest like me would point out. With D'Angelo, I, I just don't see it at all. I mean, I, that's not the position of need the Mavs have. I understand the Nets could get Kyrie and suddenly Russell after a breakout year is available, but that, to me, that's, that's not 
I think the Mavs need shooters. They need a defender in the backcourt. They need a frontcourt complement for, for Porzingis. Russell would not be a high priority to me. All right, so without uh, saying names, I'm going to say names. The way you described it, I hear a free agency in which you leave, and assuming it's not trades, with Pat Beverly and Willie Cauley-Stein. Like, that's that's what it's kind of sounding like to me, and obviously those aren't big names and, and those well, kinds look, of things. History says that the Mavs don't get their way in free agency. So I think I think Mavs fans have to brace for that kind of summer. And if it, if let's just say it was my, you know my cousin Willie Cauley Stein, the only <laughs> the only Stein in NBA history. Let's say let's just say to play along that that was the guy. They would probably have enough for a third, I would think. Um, so maybe they maybe it's three players. But look, as as I've mentioned to you guys a million times, you know they, they're going to swing big because that's what Cuban wants to do. And I I think it is fair to say that if Kemba Walker doesn't go back to Charlotte, the Mavs have as good a chance of any to steal him away. If you had, if you said, name the team that Charlotte is most concerned about, it would not be the Lakers, it would not be the Knicks, it would be the Mavericks. So I do think the Mavericks will have their day and have their say with Kemba Walker, and, and maybe they're going to get him. But I don't know that Patrick Be- – let's just say it's Patrick Beverly and one or two others. I don't know that that's the worst thing. The Mavs already – their big move was made in February. Mm-hmm. They wanted to go after Porzingis as a restricted free agent. They were able to trade for him, and they were ready to throw a parade. I mean, they got their guy. They really got their guy in February. No doubt. No doubt. Okay, the story that was reported that has got me the most worked up over the course of this entire offseason, and really not even even before the offseason, was, and look, we think you're the absolute best in the business. We say that on the air all the time. That Windhorse had this story, and it was so vague. It was like, the Mavs are up to something. And we're like, okay, wait a second. You can't just throw that out there. You didn't give us any details. What does that mean? Does he really know something, or is he just saying they're up to something like every team is up to something? So what do you make of that story, and what are they up to, Steiny? Well, um, Wendy's one of the best, one of my best friends, and he's sensational. I didn't see that. I, I don't know where. It's hard for me to kind of react to something that I didn't see or read, and I don't really know the context of, I'm going to guess that that was not the only sentence of his report. So I don't know know what else he said, Uh, but the Mavs are always up to something. Right. That's kind of what we said. Why are you scared? You should be glad. Imagine rooting, imagine rooting for one of these teams. That's never up to something. That's when it's time to, that's when it's time to panic. Yeah. I just, you know, you were talking about how the Ma- the history says the Mavs will. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but history has not been kind to the Mavericks in free agency. But when have they had Luca and Porzingis, those types of talents? And we know that these big names like to group up with other superstars and. Cr- Sana, come on, we've already covered this ground in my last 17 Ben and Skin appearances. <laughs> Let's go. It's too soon to expect those guys. Those guys are not yet attracting other players. It's not. It's not. It's not like LeBron and AD teaming up. It's just not. They're both young, and they're foreign. And they and un, it's it's not fair to them. And I know you love them both like they're your own children, but <laughs> it's just different. It's just different. They, you know, Luca will eventually have that status. I don't. I don't think there's any question. But he's only been here for a year. Top veteran free agents are not rubbing their hands together saying get me to Dallas for that reason. They just aren't. It's, 
it's too soon to say that. All right, before we let you go, Stein, we're going to make you answer the most impossible question to answer. Where's Kawhi Leonard next year? Man, I mean, look, everybody is still saying Clippers. You know, believe me, it's not like, I, you know, I, I'm just like you guys. As soon as we hang up, I'll go back to getting on the phone and pestering everyone I know for these same answers. And, look, everyone comes back with Clippers. But the Toronto scenario and the idea of staying on a one-plus-one you assume that is somewhere prominent in his thinking. I mean, I will say this. I think the Clippers certainly fear that scenario now a lot more than they did during the season. I mean, during the season, every time I interacted with the Clippers, there was real confidence that, hey, we're getting this guy. You could feel it. It was tangible. I mean, they now that we're here, you know, they're, they, they're sweating it out too. I mean, they, they need to get this guy's signature and his, his commitment. Most, if you polled front offices around the league, they would tell you that the Clippers will get Kawhi. But I mean, you can make a strong case for staying for at least one more year. The problem is nobody knows what makes this guy tick. Nobody knows what he wants. He's got two championships. He's got two Finals MVPs. He has a whole country that makes Ben Rogers look like he doesn't even like the Mavericks. <laughs> And we we have no idea if that's enough to please him. We just we don't. So he could. Hey, we're gonna have to wait. So it could be in play for the Mavericks. Kawhi to the Mavs. Sure, Ben and Skin Show reports. Yes, nice. Ben Skin and Mark Stein. No, Ben and Skin Show with no outside input. Hey, we were talking about how incredible it is to talk to you today. It's like talking to an accountant on tax day. It's like, you do not have time to do this. We know that, and we don't take it for granted. Thank you for making time for us today. It means a lot to us. For my family, I always have time. Be good, boys. Much love, brother. There he goes. The great Mark Stein. The absolute best at what he does. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.